Hey people, you are listening to a Daydreamers podcast. I am the Daydreamer, Erin Ashley Davenport. So I'm traveling again this week. I make my way down to Lafayette, Louisiana and spend four random days with one of my original best friends, actor and screenwriter Monique Morton Darasel. She fills me in on all of her amazing new projects. We discuss what it means to find your own happy. Recap Janet Jackson's State of the World Tour because it was the shit and dive into some strong ass daiquiris, okay? So pour up a drink and join us for happy hour. Today's guest is one of my best friends. She is a screenwriter, actor, improv performer with the Silverbacks Improv Theater out of Lafayette. Karaoke extraordinaire, true. Southern University graduate, HBCU baddest <laughs> band in the land. But you were not in the band. But it's still the baddest human jukebox. That <laughs> she was up. Um, former majorette of BTW. BTW in Shreveport, Louisiana. What's up? And uh. Former member of the Avenue Baptist Church Youth Choir, where we met back back. in the gap. Yes, we have one of my best friends, one of my original best friends, Monique Morton Darasel. Welcome to the Daydreamers Podcast. So excited to be here. Thanks for coming. (laughs) And today, this happy hour. It's going to keep on flowing due to some leftover daiquiris we got mm-hmm. from, where we get these daiquiris from? French Quarter Daiquiri in Brobridge, Louisiana. What's up, Daphne? Thanks yeah. for pouring up the liquor. Yes, girl. I hope that $3 <laughs> tip is doing you some good tonight. Hope oh, you yeah. appreciate that. It's only $3. It's only so much. <laughs> only so far I can go. But I mean, $3 you know. can't get you. That can be gas home. Well, when you when you put your tips together, we both worked in, you know, uh, waitressing positions. But when you put all those little $3 tips that everybody give you together. They do come night, together. It comes to a little chunk of I just nice hope she really appreciates that $3 I gave her we appreciate for mixing up some daiquiris. Too. What daiquiri did you get last night? Ooh, I think they called it the Victoria's Secret. I cannot remember what's in it, but we did ask her what was the strongest stuff that she had, and she pointed to something that had diesel in it. Girl, we like, see, no. that's that's the thing, yeah, because so I'm at a point in time in my life where I just cannot do the rock gut. Mm-hmm. Nothing with Everclear, nothing with diesel. Mm-hmm. Although, the combination I have, which is margarita, crawfish gator, gator I something. Cajun something. It's three flavors. Mm-hmm. All my all my daiquiris have a base of margaritas, but the, the third daiquiri had 190 diesel in it. I was a little apprehensive, a little hesitant about that because I just can't do that no more. No. I'm a grown ass lady. I can't be drinking Everclear and diesel. Used to do it. Can't no more. Can't no more. Used and to be on the MD 2020. Oh, Jesus no Christ. More. Girl, you know, and I was so bougie with my MD 2020 because I would. Umbrella straw. Through a straw for sure. <laughs> but I would do mine with, I would mix it with like a Sprite or like You're a. You're making MD 2020 cocktails. Yes. I mixed it with the Sprite and, well, first of all, I only drank like the, well, they all MD-2020s were fruity, but I only did like the red 
in the blue and I would mix it with Sprite or a Smirnoff and I would drink it with um, I can't a straw. What my favorite flavor was. I, it was probably red. I mean, red. That's, that's red a, seems to go down that's easy. That's the Negro choice of <laughs> flavor. Everything. Red is a flavor. What Doritos you want? Red. red. What Kool Aid you want? Red. red. What MD2020 you want? Red. red. What popsicle you want? Red. red. <laughs> Go to the beautician. Uh, what do you want for your hair color? Red. red. Variations yeah. of red. Burgundy or, you know. Just red. Let me see what <laughs> what kind you come up with. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I can't remember what mine is mixed up with. But yeah, we got, le le yesterday we went out and got daiquiris we were too tired to finish drinking them and so we're finishing them up tonight put them in the freezer i just had to defrost them in the microwave, in the microwave. <laughs> that's that uh ratchet sh shit is it really ratchet or is that just really just just how things are done um i, I feel like everybody life. has done that everybody has a little ratchet in them but is that is defrosting your daiquiri in the microwave ratchet um i mean it's just a I don't know. No. I don't think it's ratchet. No. I think it's just regular. It's regular. Girl, so how's your week been? Rough. <laughs> Why rough? If I had to say one word, it would be rough. Mine's been pretty chill. I only really worked two days this week. Lucky you. Nah, -uh, bitch, because I'm on. Girl, at my regular job, I don't have vacation. So I'm either going to work heavy. Next week, or just be like, man, I'm going to be like a day short. But I only worked two days this week, so. Yeah. My week was rough because I didn't think it was going to be rough. I thought it was going to be a smooth week because Monday was a holiday. Right. So it was a four-day work week, but it was a long four-day work week. I mean, long as fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, first, I'm just sleep deprived. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every day, I'm just sleep deprived. But um, it's just a lot going on with um, this TV show that I'm gearing up to do. It's just a lot of pre-production work. That so it's doing. not your teaching job. It's that plus the plus TV your, show. Okay. Plus, I'm in an improv troupe that I'm going to rehearsals once a week. I'm also on the planning committee of all these things we have going on our shows and all that so it's that plus i have a dog i have to come home feed it's a puppy because she's how old six, she's six months okay now. so you got a puppy plus i got a house to come home to wash clothes and clean and you know you just plus, forget about kyle i got I'm getting there, oh. bitch. <laughs> Plus, I got a husband who expects me to cook every night. Girl. <laughs> Make his damn sandwiches for, for work. work. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, I didn't even make me no damn sandwiches for work. <laughs> so I have, that's one thing I have given up. It's <laughs> the sandwich making. Uh-huh. He can make his he own. He can make his own Look, lunch. we both working now. Exactly. He can make his own he sandwiches. And I will just go grab me something to eat because I get an actual lunch break. And, yeah. You know, if I don't have time to make me lunch, I will go grab See, something. Larry doesn't eat. He He's a salesman. So he um he's out and about. So mm -hmm. I don't make him lunch. And sometimes he just won't eat. He'll grab something or he won't eat. Um, but me, your girl can't skip no meals. So I make my lunch every day. I make my lunch or I buy lunch every day. Right. I, or breakfast too. I cannot skip a meal. Right. But I'm just, like I said, this week was short for me. So uh, we just celebrated our 
one year anniversary. Do you know what today is? Oh, it's our anniversary. Yes. And you are going into your second anniversary, October what now? 10th. And I was, I was a, a bridesmaid for Monique's wedding and she was a bridesmaid for mine. And I have, I, you know, I have to say this again. I apologize to your sister, Annie, because it took me being your bridesmaid. I've only been a bridesmaid three times. First time I was like 18, my first year in college, so I wasn't really in the mix for my cousin Maya um, wedding. She was on the podcast last week. And then my friend LaWatron's wedding, I wasn't really, a, I mean, I was there, but I wasn't really just a part of it, you know? So it wasn't until yours that I was just like, actually actively in it and I apologize to your sister but any but I have to say I was such a half-ass bridesmaid I have to say it again but I paid my money though I paid money I might not have texted you back right away or you might have been like your sister might have been like Aaron we need your money on Friday and it was like Tuesday I didn't respond to her but I sent it on Friday because your sister got on my nerve I love her but she got on my damn nerves and I'm still not pregnant for those that are asking me it's not happening it's not happening we gonna wait a little while longer, but right? yeah. Okay, so can I speak on that for a second? Please? What you got? What you gotta say, girls? Can I speak on speak that? Speak on that shit. Because let them know, my brothers and sisters. Because I feel like we're about to be on the same page. Let them know. We are gonna be on the same because my brothers and sisters, please stop asking newlyweds when they are going to have babies. Mom, I love you. Dad, love you too. Sister, I love you. But um, no nieces and nephews in this oven just yet. <laughs> You're ready to say bitch. No, I was about to say bun. Oh, okay. Like, I was about to say no. Oh, you know, whatever. Anyways, so like, okay, so. Oh, so, oh. I have a, I, I'm, Monique and I have a pregnancy pack. She she doesn't really realize she agreed to that, but she did. We were like in high school. We were in college. Were we in college? Yeah, I wasn't having thoughts of uh pregnancy <laughs> in, in high school yeah you i was on a pill so i was thoughts, well, you know, thoughts of that. I no was <laughs> shut up bitch, I was a very uh, good girl. you were a what very good girl i was good too i ain't getting in trouble i said very <laughs> i ain't getting in trouble like talking about okay anyway <laughs> um but she doesn't know. She agreed to it. No, we were in college when we met. This it well, seems like it's working out. I mean, neither one of us has like really. This is the thing tried. when when we got in college or a little after college, it was just like I had so many friends. Monique and I went to different schools. I went to ULM in Monroe. Monique went to Southern Southern University in Baton Rouge. Bless you. So okay, <laughs> so I was just like I had other friends. I had one of my good friends in college. That got pregnant and stuff. And it was just like, I could not have my closest friends getting pregnant or me getting pregnant because. Oh, that is where it came from. It is because it was like, uh, who am I supposed to go out with? Right. What am like, why does my life have to change? Because you decided to get all loose with it and not take your birth control or not use condoms. It's to be pregnant in the club. And I saw that before. I used to see that in Banana (laughs) Box. Banana bobs in Monroe. It did. It did happen. But I'm just like, okay. So you get pregnant, and what am I supposed to do? 
you over there pregnant and I can't go out no more. You over there pregnant and so I gotta get selfish. drunk by myself. So, but but this is the thing though. I was being selfish, but I was being selfish for the both of us because if I got pregnant, what were you gonna do? Be miserable. Exactly. I was looking out for the both of us. You ain't coming down to hang. You ain't coming down to drink. Oh, who wanna go to happy hour girl, with? Bitch? I know. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what it was. I was being selfish for me and all my friends. All my friends, Monique. And Whitney don't know it, but I have said that they are in this pregnancy pack with me. And then I had one friend, LaWaltrin. I just called her whole name out. We were in a pregnancy pack too. She didn't know it, but she got, well, she got married. She got married. Remember, you went to her wedding. I know. But she got married and young. Well, at 22, that's not really young. It's young to get married, in my opinion, but old enough to get pregnant. Isn't that crazy? Obviously. I feel like 22 is old enough to get I pregnant. I saw this little girl in a store the other day. Me and Kyle were out. This girl looked like she was 14. Really? And pregnant. And even Kyle said, ooh, that's, she looked too young. You too, look too young <laughs> anytime to talk get, to. Man, I feel like we some old people. But we're just like, man, like... 14? 14? Oh that my is, goodness. That is young. But yeah, like she got Sorry. pregnant and stuff. She had a baby. But like I said, she was married and stuff. And now she's single. She's divorced and everything. And I was just like, when she comes in town to visit her mom, and I'm like, so we can't go get sushi? Oh, I told you not to get pregnant. You can't even <laughs> eat sushi. <laughs> right. So I, have, I do. I have that pregnancy cheese, pack. Right? So we have to be pregnant around the same time. but Or right. not get pregnant around the same which time. haven't happened it yet, hasn't so, happened you know but, uh, but so that pull out method is working for y'all huh okay look tmi <laughs> but <laughs> this is the thing this is the point i was trying to make before make your we point on that whole pregnancy pack but it's real though thing. it's legit and you feel what i'm saying yeah this is the point i was trying to make see people try to pressure new couples or newlyweds when you get pregnant when you have a baby it ain't easy for everybody though. Some people actually struggle to have kids. And I think that when all these people are coming out the woodworks asking, We have baby boy, you know, you gotta do it now. How old are you? Thirty two. Ooh, girl, you better hurry up. No, exactly. Like, I don't really know I'm not trying. I don't how plan you, on not having that kids I am. for another I'm not year. Trying, or two. Everyone. I'm not trying. But oh, my bad. How do you know that a couple isn't trying to have kids. They could be trying and having difficulties, and all you're doing is making it worse by asking all the questions. So True. that was my point. Just stop asking me questions, motherfuckers. So it's really not. Y'all should be careful of other people's feelings. It's really quit asking me when I'm having a baby. Right. Is that what this really boils down to? Basically, because you don't know all the issues. It ain't as easy as. You know, one, two, three. As some people make it to be. But you know what? Um, (laughs) It's like I do. And then people are like, well, you don't want to have kids. I'm like, I I do want to have kids. (laughs) But I I just feel like I'm not ready yet. We're not there yet. And yes, I'm 32. But I mean... My doctor told me it was okay, like to for me to have a child when I was like thirty four or thirty five. He said that's not too old. Him and his wife um, were older. Now, um, just to set this up, he's white. His wife is white. He's a doctor. His wife is like a nurse. She's in the medical field too. Mm -hmm. I think she's a nurse or something. And he was just saying 
they both waited till they were done with school and they were older to have children, mm-hmm. like in their thirties and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Okay, yeah, that's cool." And I was like, "Great." You know what's funny? And that's I just thought about this because uh, Kyle, he was at your work. husband, Kyle, my husband, my boo. Um, he was at work and uh, they were talking, like some of his coworkers were talking about kids and all this. And one of the ladies there, I think she's somewhat new. And so she was like, Kyle, you have kids? He was like, no. Your wife have kids? No. Y'all don't have any kids? And I know. And he was like, no. Ooh, y'all blessed. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. And he was like, and how old are you? We in our 30s. We both 13. Dang, y'all blessed. Y'all ain't got no kids. People are just so surprised. But yeah, it is. Sorry. Well, I mean, like, well, I guess when you get to a certain. in America who made it to their 30s. Without no kids. <laughs> right. I acquired a bonus child and I love my baby. But yes, I have not biologically had one. Mm-hmm. So our second child will be our first. But I'm okay with waiting like a, another yeah, year or two. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Me too. Okay, people, so let me tell you about my friendship with Monique, because this is one of my besties. I've been, I can't even remember when we met. Like I said, we were in the youth choir together. I actually do vividly remember her being my friend when I turned six, and that's when I had that sleepover and we all dressed up. <laughs> but Monique is my dreamer friend. Mm-hmm. This is the friend where I act silly with like we went to the Janet Jackson concert the other night and that was absolutely amazing it was on my Instagram story (laughs) (laughs) and I dressed up as pleasure principal Janet Mm -hmm. and Monique you were who I was the I get so lonely Janet and first of all I'm pissed because everybody was all up and through they're like oh I love your outfit talking about Monique and like you just gonna sit over here and ignore me and these dusty ass jeans and these adidas shoes and this black and white t-shirt these homemade knee pads and this jean jacket and act like I wasn't in a pleasure principle video like I wasn't dancing in a warehouse and shit like I wasn't over here posted up and doing swift pivots and shit you know what video I came from shit People did recognize you, and they did. It was a lot of pleasure principles going across the stadium, though. I think I was probably the only person, and I get so Yeah, you were the, no, the most noticeable with the so, red hair and stuff. I mean, thank Still, you, but how dare you sit out? here and talk to both of us and just totally skip over me and be like, I love your outfit. Yeah, I get so lonely. So, <laughs> it's all you. about pleasure principle. You couldn't get to you. I get so lonely if it weren't for pleasure principle. Thank you, boo. You know. All that to say. Where, where was that? Somebody straight up said, wait, is that the black street? <laughs> I get so I was like, well, you know, I'm just Janet. I don't have a black street. But sure. yeah, it featured them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It was so a great anyway. show though. It was. was Janet still got it. She's fifty one. She, she had did. a baby this last year. What I'm trying to figure out is how <laughs> is it that you make a white turtleneck and jeans look good. Her, her, she only had three outfits, mm-hmm. and the last outfit of the night was a white turtleneck, some jeans, mid-rise, jeans. mid-rise jeans, and some denim-looking boots. And then she's like, "Girl, how you make that extra regular outfit look so damn sexy?" Because and let me you try- have her body. <sighs> Janet has the body. Yes, it does. But why she put that on? I'm gonna look so poo. Because you don't have the Janet body. Like, Janet is special. <laughs> like, we talked about this earlier. Janet has, you know, fluctuated over the years her weight. 
but she has, um, you know, always been sexy. She, she always snaps back to sexy. I was like, how do you, I know how she does it, but it's like, how do you, ha- how do you do that? How do you be big as shit? Like Janet had got big several times in her career as an adult. Trainers, nutritionists, people cooking your food for you. People, you go grab a milkshake and your trainer is paid to knock that shit out of your hand. That's the type of stuff that she has that we don't have in everyday life. Man. Like you have a full-time job. You have to make yourself get up and work out. You have to make yourself dinner, which nobody even feels like doing. The easiest thing to do is go get fast food, but you're not going to do If somebody was cooking my food every day, I'm like, oh, we got some salmon and some asparagus or a fruit smoothie. Hell yeah, I'll eat that shit, no problem. But when you got to make it yourself, right? it's tough. That's true. So that's what she has. That's, that's what true. she has and all the other celebrities have that we do not, us regular folks have. You know, speaking of food, um, I had gave up meat up until I came to your house this weekend. Yeah, I was just not eating meat like talking about it. Unless it was like, like I get a veggie plate at work because we have the Southern Cooking Restaurant at at my job. Mm -hmm. So unless I get like a veggie plate and they got green beans with bacon in it or one of the sides is dirty rice. Of course, there's meat in that. So I would eat that. But for the most part, I was just like, I'm not eating meat until I came to your house on Thursday. Well, Thursday we had sushi. Well, I'll still eat a little fish. You know, so we had sushi. Um, Friday, I don't know what you had, but we came home for dinner. I had a turkey. And had- I had a turkey sandwich and then I had whatever was in that pasta you heated up. The pasta was crawfish. That was good. Yeah. And then today, we both got burritos. That was a shit. <laughs> so, you know, that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Monique is my dreamer friend. <laughs> this is the friend that was working at a... Ba- like, I have two best friends. One of them is a realist. It's just like, bitch, get up, go to work. You're doing too much. This is the friend where I can be like, oh my God, I just don't want to work anymore. And I just want to go and just podcast for a living. And she's like, do that shit. bitch. Do that shit, Erin. Yeah. My friend had a job, graduated graduated college in three years, worked at a bank. And most people was like, oh, okay, you're working at a bank. You got a good job. You got benefits and all that stuff. Regular people would just be like, I'll just stick it with that. This chick quits went off to film school in la decided she was going to be a screenwriter and here she is in cajun country being a screenwriter well you know i'm screenwriting but ain't nobody paying for it yeah but she still but she still have that life that most people will want to do though like nobody's really just that brave enough most people aren't that brave enough just to be like you know what i'm not gonna do banking i'm not gonna take all this knowledge and this amazing credit and just be like bump that let me go off to la and go to school and sell sell seashells down by the seashore Don't front like you wouldn't do that if you I was mean, broke enough. If I was, it was a time in my uh, <laughs> Los Angeles living experience where I halfway um, almost decided to be dressed up as Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog <laughs> on Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard and take pictures with people for tips. I mean, I was like on Hollywood Boulevard all the time you see Superman and you see Iron Man and you see Michael Jackson impersonators. And I was just looking around, you see a Cinderella rolling around. It's like, you know, you see a black cat woman and all this. I'm like, you know what? It's not, it's not a Princess Tiana out here. Maybe I could come out here 
and you know have a little frog on my shoulder and take pictures for tips and I would be the only one because guess what it was two Michaels out there on Hollywood Boulevard it was like the Thriller Michael and the Michael from black and white with the white teeth white with the white button down yeah and so it was two Michaels out there and they was fighting over who got to take a picture and stand by the Michael Jackson star Okay. And I was like, I could be the only Princess Tiana. So. All right. So I just said you were my dreamer friend. Oh, and y'all got a little piece of why I say this is my dreamer. Like, yeah, you can do it. Get your 15 minutes. Capitalize on that shit. So give my listeners a little breakdown of who you are. I already said screenwriter, actor, improver, karaoke, karaoke performer. <laughs> Break down who you are in your journey. Oh my goodness, that's, uh, okay, it's so... It's very wide. Huh? It's, it's very wide. Yeah, I mean, I'm a type of person, I don't like to put myself in a box. I really like doing whatever I have interest in. So I did go back to school and got my MFA in writing for TV, film, and theater. And what is MFA Masters in Fine Arts. And there's such a thing as Masters in Fine Arts. Yes. That seems such a thing like, you finna go do what? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I graduated with my master's, and so I would go to family functions in Birmingham, Alabama, and everybody who have real jobs, and they're just like, oh, so what you gonna do now? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm just writing, and, you know, I'll do a little acting. You're like that kid that's like, you about to drop your mixtape so you don't have to go to... (laughs) The family's like, what? And you trying to tell them about your mixtape. They don't get it. They don't understand. If it's not a nine-to-five job where you're getting a check every other week or every month, they just... Some people just don't get it. I will say this. When you did leave and when you can't... When you left your job at the bank and then you you went to LA and you came back, it was kind of like, what you doing? And I was just like, okay, I didn't, I got it to an extent, but then I was like, oh, well, your lifestyle probably helps you do that because you were with your husband. He was your boyfriend. Then he had a job. Y'all basically lived that life. I was like, well, shoot, he in the oil field making money. So she can be at the house writing on her front porch in the middle of Cajun country or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there was a time I was like, I didn't get it, but I envied that. I was like, dang, I wish I could just do that. Mm -hmm. I feel like people don't get it until they get fed up with their everyday life yeah. and their everyday job. And they're just like, if you think about what your passion in life is, if you really think about what your passion in life is, most people not trying to like, oh, yeah, I really want to be a janitor. That was my whole thing. And if that's the case, good for you. But, you know, you could be a janitor and own a you know janitorial service or something you don't have to let that be the end of your journey you can still be a business owner or you can still be an artist or you can still be a musician or whatever it is that makes your 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 fire burn and i am a i am a total advocate for following your dreams whatever that may be i know a lot of people who live in lafayette who work full-time jobs that has nothing to do with Lafayette, the, Louisiana, she's yeah, talking about. The, yeah, of, the podcast is traveling um, again this week. Lafayette, mm-hmm. Louisiana was but, where we're at. But I, yeah, I know a lot of people who do full-time jobs in engineering or counseling or, you know, computer science or whatever it is that they do. But in the evening, they're rehearsing for a play, a community play 
that they're involved in or an improv or they're in a band. And so it's like people are still, or they go home and work in their artist studio at home. They're still pursuing their passion. So they didn't give up or maybe, you know, it's the life isn't the, the entertainment life isn't for everybody, but you still want to feel your passions in some way. So I feel like, I mean, whatever route you take, just don't give up on your passions because you just need a full-time job. I think you could still do it, but everybody's not going to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. There's not enough room for everybody to be a superstar. But if you're a superstar in your city or in your state, regional, you know, you can do that. I often talk about um, finding my own happy, which is a phrase I got from you and you probably don't even realize that. But I have worked a job where I just had to do it because I had a car note, because I had insurance. And that was when I worked at the at a bank. I was a bank teller, vault teller, teller mentor, all that stuff. And they only had one way of doing things. The only way to rise in the company was to be a bank teller, to be one of the people that work at the at the desk, to be a branch manager. And that was just like, not me. But I was like, I'll just make this work. And I died on the inside. So when I quit, <laughs> slash, I did. And my whole attitude changed. My whole attitude changed. Um, everything about me changed. And so... Um, when I quit working, and that's Luna, Monique's dog in the background. She's a puppy, so just look over her. But when I quit my job at the bank, i.e. got fired. Um, <laughs> i.e. Uh, laid off, um, terminated. Uh, Couldn't really do unemployment. But I'm, I got, I quit, got fired around the time I got engaged. So I moved back to Monroe where my husband was. He has an awesome job in Monroe, Louisiana. And so here I was like, I'm not going to let that happen to me again. I understand I have to do what I have to do to pay bills, but I have to find my happy. And that was with radio and then also leading into me doing my podcast and stuff. But I got find your own happy from you. Do you even remember that conversation? Kind of, because I feel like everything that I just said is probably a conversation that we have. I feel like I have that conversation with a few different people um, on a regular basis. Yeah. And um, but you don't also, realize the weight of that conversation because I don't know. well because what I, I can't remember exactly what I said to you. But it had to be doing. It had to deal with how am I supposed to come back to Monroe, Louisiana, which ain't much as far as like media and stuff like that. It ain't much going on. I love the ain't town. Ain't much going on in Louisiana in general. Okay, well, if a damn sure ain't happening in Monroe, Louisiana, in my eyes, maybe I just haven't met the right people yet. But um, it was, I think I was coming back here and I was like, how do I do this? And I don't want to just get a job. and Or it could have been just being a wife because I had just gotten engaged. So it was like, oh my God, I'm about to actually be a wife. Mm-hmm. You know, and I take that very seriously. And you said to me, you were just like, girl, like, shut up, girl. You just have to find your own happy. Oh, I'm so philosophical and stuff. <laughs> I'm But yeah, you said that to me and I, I just took a look because here you are. I describe you as being a dreamer, a daydreamer. But I also say this is my sex in the city friend that's living across the sh- highway from a sugar cane field. <laughs> because you yeah. literally went from like Baton Rouge 
out on the town all the time and and your husband's very content with being at home and like some shorts playing the PlayStation, but being out all the time to go into LA doing it up, but your version of doing it up because I'm sure you were broke out there. I was broke as hell. <laughs> but and then I did a lot of drinking on Trader Joe's, two buck chuck, and having a little house game night parties. So. <laughs> but still, you were like city party girl, yes. sex in the city without the sex because you had a, a boyfriend, but. And then you come back to the middle of Louisiana, Cajun country, outside of Lafayette, to live on a highway in your husband's inherited house across the street from a sugar cane field. Like, it ain't shit out here, people. Ain't no street lights. I always get lost. So it's like... She passed how- my house every time she come down. She's like, girl, I passed your house again. Okay. And so my first time coming out here, I was like, what the hell is Monique done? So just like that's why I was like the whole find your own happy thing like that kind of hit home with me. But if you could also break that down too, because like I said, you were sex in the city, you got married, your husband is a laid back, chill country boy who has a house already mm-hmm. on a highway across the street from a sugar cane field. <laughs> so break down find your own happy. Um, and how you made it work for yourself because okay. like I said when you first came back here and I came to visit I was like what the hell what the hell right. is Monique doing out here I mean okay so it took a while right like I know what I wanted to do and see at the time when I moved back it wasn't that hard of a decision because I was in love and all that but it was like okay Louisiana is doing a little bit in like how did you make industry. this work for you yeah Louisiana was doing, you know, a little bit in the film industry. It was a lot going on. So I was like, okay, I can still, you know, do my writing thing and work on sets and all that type of stuff. But I didn't realize that, you know, it was kind of hard to do that because I didn't know anybody in Lafayette. I Like most of the people that I knew in Baton Rouge were my college friends and they all moved away after graduation. And so, you know, it was hard to meet people and really getting the groove of everything. But after time, like I moved here in 2013, four years later, I've met a lot of people. I'm very involved in the theater scene in Lafayette. I've joined an improv troupe. I teach improv classes. I am now a teacher in Lafayette Parish. Um, I So we need to add teacher to your resume. Yes, I've worked on Films, TV shows, commercials, in front and behind the camera. Anything, I have anybody, created... anything anybody would know. Hold on, let me finish. Uh, okay, do your thing. I've uh, written and directed short films. I've been in plenty of stage plays. So I, that's how I found my own happy. I had to find what I could do to continue to just make my dreams come true. It's like if you sit in the house all day you're not gonna find it i just beat the streets i didn't know anybody in lafayette and Mm -hmm. other than my husband and he didn't know a lot of people in lafayette we don't actually live in lafayette so you know to be in the theater community i just went to plays i just went to workshops i went to these networking events and i met people slowly but surely i met people who introduced me to other people the most satisfying feeling that i've ever felt is a random person calling me or contacting me on Facebook saying, oh, I got your name from such and such, and they speak so highly of you, and they say that you're a great actor or, or, or director or that you've done this and that, and I want you to work. And I'm like, what, me? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, oh, okay. And it's like I never thought that people would speak of me 
in that way where they would recommend me the other stuff. But I mean, it's just, you got to get out there. You got to meet people. And that's the thing people do. You mm-hmm. know, they recommend people for stuff. And I am one of those names now that people are, you know, talking about in, in Lafayette. It's still small. You know, it's probably, oh, I need a black actress. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> so it's probably that. <laughs> But, but you know, you know, whatever. I take what I can get <laughs> right now, um, <laughs> and so, then make avenues for other black actresses and uh, all uh, all black people. You know, whether they're directors or writers or whatever. You know, I just try to pass on whatever knowledge I have and give it to people because for a long time I didn't have that. But then when I got that, I realized how grateful I was to. For people to give me the knowledge that they have and the insight that they have and how that helps me grow and develop my skills. So in order for you to find your own happy, not be stuck, and also deal with coming back to Louisiana, figuring out what your passion was, coming back to Louisiana, you have this man that you're in love, we've been dating for so long, you are about to get engaged or something like that. So your thing was like, you were just not going to just be that housewife. You were not going to go back to the bank. You just found a way to blend the two. Yes. I mean, yes, I want to be a good wife. Because that's important. When you really want to be a wife, we're both Christians. You go by, you know, the book and stuff like that. That means a lot. So you don't want to. It's hard when you get that. You know, whole thing. You must obey your husband. You like oh, what? The, what's your hell? But there's another part to that. There's another part to that scripture that that people they tend to forget. It. Yeah, it's you supposed to submit to your husband as he submits to the Lord. But exactly. we'll talk about that on another podcast. That's a whole another subject. But it is difficult, and that's what I was struggling with. And I just, I didn't have any friends that were married or anything. And I was like, how do I do this? And so that's just what it was. I looked to my friend, my fellow daydreamer, and I just saw how she did it. And she just told me she was real about it. Find your own happy, and that's what I did. Yay. Yay, girl. You know I love you. Love you, too, girl. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so you mentioned that you worked on some TV shows, some films, and you also self-produced and directed your own your own projects, but what projects mm-hmm. would the average random person know? Mm, so, I was on the remake of... Um, dang, what's the name of that movie? With uh, Kirk Cameron, I think it was back in the day. Oh, Left Behind. Okay. Left Behind. They, you know, they did the whole book series on it. Okay. And they filmed the little films back in the early 2000s, maybe. But mm-hmm. they did a remake of it in like 2013. That was the first thing I did when I got back in Louisiana. And what did you do on that? I was a background extra. Okay. But you still up in that thing though. I was a left behind person. I hope it's not like that (laughs) in real life. But you know, uh, I was like arm length away from Nicolas Cage and Jordan Sparks, um, the winner of American Idol. So that was cool. Well, when I was in LA, I did work on a music video with Walk a flock of flame and uh, Drake. Okay, took a picture with him. That was cool. I took a picture with both of them. But um, did you say Walker asked you for some papers or something? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I should be talking about that. Well, was, but he was like, it, I was just a PA, and he production he was, assistant. Yeah, PA production is production assistant. assistant. Production assistant. That's just a person who does grunt work, basically on a show or whatever. But yeah, I was just walking past, and he was like, uh, "You got some papers?" And I was like. 
uh, I got a notepad. What you what you need a paper in it? He and his friends were just looking at me like, uh, and I was like, he's like, no, papers. And I was like, four. I, it took me a minute to register. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I don't. They trying to smoke. And you right. like, you need to take some notes. I, I got a notepad. <laughs> I was just not up to breast. And I was like, I could go, but I could go like buy you a, a sauce of sweet or something. You want me to go run to the gas station? you from the South. Right. I'm from the South. What you want? They throw blood. <laughs> I'll go to the gas station and grab you one real fast. <laughs> you know, I'm a PA. I got you, boo. But he wanted papers. Right. No, so that was cool. Um, Let's see. I did go to the Grammys. I was a seat filler. That was pretty awesome. So I was able to see a lot of celebrities in that. Um, I sat next to Janelle Monae. Okay. And, uh, and when you're a seat filler, you have to, like, you're not supposed to talk to the celebrities. You're not supposed to, like, have your phone. You're not supposed to look at them. Like, nothing. Because they don't want, you know, these are just regular people who are right. seat fillers. And they just don't want these people to be, like, all up in these celebrities' faces. Because they will promptly kick you out. Really? Hell yeah. Have you seen anybody get kicked, like, kicked out of the group? I've never seen anybody get kicked out. But I'm it's... Not, I mean, I'm not, like, looking at them. Like, I'm trying to do what I'm doing. I'm just trying to, like, enjoy the experience. I mean, it's the Grammys, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I got five rows from the stage. I was sitting... Next to Janelle Monet, three rows uh, behind Beyonce and Katy Perry and Gwyneth Paltrow. I saw J Lo up front, really? CeeLo. I saw a lot of like uh, LL Cool J. I'm seeing him. all these people like walk by me, and like I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my goodness. But I'm like not you in gonna... middle school right now. I know. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's LL in the house. The one pant leg up. No, but like, it's just like, it's kind of surreal that I was in the space with all these people who are celebrities, but you know, I did not want to get kicked out because I was enjoying the free concert that I was seeing. Did they have free liquor? Hell no. I didn't get it if they did. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was just trying to sit down and do, because that was my first. Oh, okay. So you're trying to be responsible. Hell yeah, I was being responsible. Now, by the time I got down the line, I went to another event. I was a seat filler for this, like, Spike TV um, roast for uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. That was awesome. Yeah. Because they brought out all these comedians who've worked with Eddie Murphy in the past. And um, they had they had Adam Sandler there. They had Jay Farrow. They had um, I'm trying to think of the people that were on the stage. I can't remember mm-hmm. all exactly. I think Alcino Hall popped up. Keenan Ivory Wayans, Tracy Morgan. Oh, that's I cool. Think this was pre Tracy Morgan's accident. Um, but yeah, it was like a lot of people. It was just like amazing. But the most amazing thing about that concert was. Uh, Stevie Wonder came out and did a surprise concert. Oh my god! And so it was just like you know, ribbon in the sky. Shut up! All the superstitions and whatever, like a free I girl. Lost I was in the it. audience, like yeah, <laughs> she's way up in the nosebleed section. I'm a <laughs> but I was having the. That's how I was in Jada's concert life. the other day. Yes, yes. <laughs> <Good> job. <laughs> well, what else have you? What else have you worked on? 
Ooh, well, you didn't bring it because you got me the job on bringing it. If y'all don't know bringing it, that's the life. Okay, so Lifetime had the two dancing shows. It was the Dance Moms. That was the white lady. And then it was the Dancing Dolls. That was Bring It out of Jackson, Mississippi. And Monique actually did, like, real work. I was, she was almost, like, producer-like. And I was just I was PM. a associate producer. Associate producer, excuse me. Thank you. I just did that for, like, half a summer. Yeah. And you did that for, like, a um, bit. So, yeah, I did bring it. Um, you did, like, a Gap commercial, too. No, it was Levi's. Oh. It was a Levi's commercial. That was pretty cool. They were great. Well, um, let I me know when they do it again because apparently you told me they paid they, awesome. I will take off from my regular great. job <laughs> just to come out there and do some PA work for some Levi's. I just Levi's. left it at they were great for multiple <laughs> reasons. Food was good. Now, look, a lot of times you work on these shoots and they feed me pizza, baked some dried ass baked chicken and water and just like some like crazy shit, right? Man, Levi's fed us good. They had really? a food truck out there every morning giving us breakfast. They had a coffee cart come in doing espressos. And I love me some coffee. So I was drinking espressos all day. And then one day they had like steak and like uh, shish, shish kebab, uh, shrimp and all this type of stuff. I'm like, damn, Levi's. Thank you, boo. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, some of them are good. That's the exception, but most of them are not as good. Okay, so. Oh, wait, can I, but I do need to say this one more. What? I did work on, um, this is probably the one I was most excited about that I actually worked on. and wasn't like a seat, seat filler or something. But um, David Boreanaz. Who is that? Are you familiar with Buffy? Angel? The Vampire Slayer? Yes. He was Angel. Like Sarah Jessica, no, not Sarah. What's her name? Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, her. Was Buffy. Yeah. But Angel. Yeah. The vampire. Yeah. Yes. Him? Yes. What'd he do? He did a new pilot because the Bones is off the air now. Girl, he, that was Bones. Was I Bones. knew I knew him from somewhere. He's off the air now, but they started filming a new show in, um, called, I think it's the Every Navy time I watched Bones, I was like, where do I know this guy yeah. from? I had He's no idea it was from Buffy. Yes, girl. So cute. But anyways, I worked on a shoot in uh, New Orleans and he was filming there. And I worked with David Boreanaz. So for all the Buffy Angel nerds, yay! <laughs> I was excited about that one. Okay, that is pretty cool. Yeah. So I had no idea that was it. Girl, I'm just tripping. Anyway, I still watch Bones Now syndication. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, you're working on a new project now. And I, mmm. and I helped. She I is. can add... She's the real MVP. I can her. add casting assistant to my resume now now what can you tell us about your new project so calling all actors comedians improvers yeah um, my girl is doing some big things down here in lafayette yes, louisiana I'm with trying, my help man. i'm trying because ain't nobody gonna do it for me <laughs> ain't nobody in lafayette looking for writers so you just gotta do it yourself i mean look at Issa ray look at Issa ray right with insecure she did it herself she did her little web series and, right. you know, got recognition for it. And now she's on HBO. Right. I mean, look at um, the dude that did uh, uh, Dear White People. He got right. he got a little uh, online buzz from putting a little teaser trailer together 
and he got funding. He got people interested in it. He did the movie, and then now he's got the TV show version of Dear White People on Netflix. Right. So I'm finding out that sometimes you just got to do shit yourself. Let people find you that way. A Daydreamers podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> and YouTube. A Daydreamers podcast. Mm-hmm. She could be like the new host on The View or some shit. Right? Hells yeah. Real, whatever. So yeah. I, I mean, just said hells just yeah. Gotta... It must be this daiquiri. I don't talk oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, basic bitch. One on one. But sometimes you just got to do the work and then people will find you. Yeah. Like word of mouth is like for real, you know? That is true. So it's like, that's what we're trying to do with um, this little TV sitcom. I can't say much about it, but um, Can you say, kind of say about the name? Well, okay, don't give the name. No. Can you give the premise of the show? I mean, it's just about young folks in Los Angeles trying to make it. It's so and funny. it's based off of real life experiences. Hello, I was a young folk in LA for three years. <laughs> and my friend who uh, co-wrote it with me, um, we're both Capricorn. Can you we say her name? Birthday, Darina. Darina hey, what? Serena Marie. And she's out in L.A. She's out now. in L.A. now. Doing? She works out there, um, mostly in reality, producer, casting producer, like all that stuff. That's cool. Um, so you uh, and Serena yeah, co-wrote this. Like the first time we met and we like instantly became friends. And one night randomly out on the town in L.A., we were just like in this we was like a monday night and we were in the club and it was popping it was popping like it was a saturday night mm-hmm. at coco pelly's in shreveport <laughs> those of you who know what that is you know you what know i'm what? talking about <laughs> right. it was but it was a monday night and somebody like i don't know sports at all but somebody was like oh that's such and such who apparently played for the lakers or the clippers i don't know but i was just like oh okay <laughs> you know it's like whatever but it was like popping. And so we were just standing there like, man, we broke as fuck. And it's like people in here like popping bottles. It's a Monday night. They and y'all in jobs. here like, how much for ice? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What's the cheapest like liquor? Well, you got? drink. $15? I'll just take a cup of water. <laughs> Thank you. How much is juice? <laughs> Trying to make friends with the people in the VIP section. Because, you know, sometimes dudes be giving girls, like, shots and stuff. So we're just standing there next to the VIP section. Hey, what's going on? Oh, drink? Yes, I'll take one. Thank right. you. Are you sure? Thanks. You're so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. And then just, you know, it's like, it's rough out there. It's hard out there for a pimp, man. <laughs> But, you know, so we just reflecting on all this stuff that we're experiencing. Right. And we just came up with this idea, like, right there in the club. And then the next day, I, like, called Darina. I was like, Darina, man, there's something there. There really is. I think we need to, like, flesh this out and, like, really, like, turn it into something. And we did. And we, like, talked for hours. And I was at her house, and we were, like, typing, and we're, like, creating characters and storylines and it, do you have a character stuff for, for me you, this, you always ask me that Every well i mean i'm just wondering am, am i in it am i in it am i somewhere in this there are parts of you in it and i already told you this like the <laughs> dynamic of the dialogue and the friends the characters it's definitely parts of you in yeah. it 
for sure. Because it's based off of my life and Darina's life mm-hmm. and our experiences. So we just meld, you know, everything together. So, you know, the best stuff <laughs> comes out of real, real life, life situations. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like some stuff you just can't make up. And I think that's why, like, a few people have read our script and they think it's hilarious. I think it's. And so. It is funny. Yeah, thank you. And so I think that's why it's so funny because we we made it up, but we barely made half of that shit up because it, it really real. happened. <laughs> so right now, today and yesterday, we spent the day casting. That's why I say I'm a, I'm a casting assistant. Mm-hmm. Bitches. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, And I was paid with margaritas and queso. So just if you need me for anything, (laughs) I'm cheap. Margaritas. (laughs) Margaritas and queso. queso. Um, But yeah. Uh, So we spent the day casting. So I was pretty excited to see that process. You don't really know what goes behind all that. It's so, you think casting, think about when you're on, when you're watching, not The Voice, American Idol, and they're just sitting there listening to all these people like, that shit is hard work. You gotta go through a bunch of bad It ones is hard to work. To find the diamond in the rough. Right. And there are a few people I will say I was very excited about. Right. But, you know, it's yeah. a lot of them that are green. And I try to be as understanding as possible. And right. I would tell people you're I'm an also an actor. Yeah. I'm a writer, but I'm also an actor. And I've been in your shoes. I've been nervous in auditions. It's rough because you got this these people i mean it was only two of us in the room but i've been in auditions where it's been like five six people really and they're all looking at you judging you with the camera on and I all know. this stuff and it's just like oh my god that's why when i was in there like i was so hesitant to like i would i would whisper to monique oh i think you know they could do this or i wish they were a little more sassier and she like we'll say it but it's like i'm not an actor I'm not I'm not actress or anything. I'm not in theater. I don't do improv. I don't perform in front of people. So I mean I do radio, but you're still on some level separated. But you I have an say, invisible audience, but you're still separated. But I would say so to like, that note, mm-hmm. you are a viewer of content. Okay. Your opinion matters when you're watching a show on TV, right? Yeah. Or if you go to a film, if yeah. you see if you see something that you don't like, you're not going to recommend someone else go see it. Yeah. But like I asked you this week, I was like, girl, have you seen Girls Trip yet? And you're like, no. I was like, you need to see it. Mm-hmm. It's good. You know, whatever. So you're going to, you have an opinion about what's good. Yeah. You know what's good and what's not good. That's, yeah. That applies to anything. Yeah. Everybody is a critic nowadays. Like we have. But these, I mean, we're all a critic, yeah. but we're really not. So it's like, I just <laughs> want to be in there like, no, she is talentless. Because it's like, I don't know. That I've never had. I've never Sit had to do a, a to act, okay. Act. I never had to act since like my middle, my fifth grade graduation play. You know, so it's like yeah. I didn't want to come come off like that. So I was very hesitant to say yeah. anything, but until Monique was like, uh, "Tell them that." Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, you might see something that I don't see, mm-hmm. and so I, I mean, you know, I wanted to get your opinion. So yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. And when you get really good people in there, you get excited because you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the one, you know. Mm-hmm. But you got to go through a lot of people Elements. before you get to those those ones. That so you're excited about. for your pilot of this comedy, when are you looking to like 
you know, start filming, like, what, how long do you think it's going to, before it gets out there? We are going to be filming very soon, and, um, you know, we are looking at different avenues of distribution. We're going to pitch it around to some places, enter it in maybe some uh, festivals that uh, accepts TV show pilots, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're going to see what happens. We're excited about it. Uh, we've been sitting on this for about four years, and mm-hmm. so it's just now is the time. Yeah. And I'm realizing this more, kind of going back to the whole, like, uh, your own happy and dreaming and whatever. I realize that things happen when it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Things happen when you're ready for it. Yeah. It's like, when I graduated in 2013, I was like, all right, I'm ready to take the film world by storm. I'm going to, like, do this and, and do like, that and whatever. Sit, sit, but I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I had to work on my craft a little bit longer. I had to write more. Mm-hmm. I had to watch. And then it's like crazy because people are like, oh, you watching movies and TV all day. That's just that's, research. You know, true. Because <laughs> I listen to, like, I don't just listen to D.L. Hughley. And I don't just listen to uh, Michael Bazin and stuff like that just because it's on. I'm like, how are they doing their commercial breaks? Right. What are they talking about? How I'm trying to figure out how do they come up with this topic, mm-hmm. and sometimes they have like BS topics, right. like like last week I was talking about dirty panties. <laughs> sometimes they have that, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like, how did you come up with that? How do you feel? Why do you feel that this is worthy enough to be on the show? Mm-hmm. Like I, I do that. Right. You have to research everything, and so I mean, a lot of the people that we were getting in auditions were green, yeah. and it's like I get it. You gotta get out there and do auditions before you can be more comfortable. That's true. Mm-hmm. But and it's just like if I the first screenwriting contest that I entered and I didn't get it, I was like, man, oh, they didn't. I didn't get win or I didn't get to the next round or whatever. But my shit wasn't good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good, mm-hmm. but then years later, and I'm like studying my craft. And I'm writing every day, and I'm getting better and better the more I write. And I go back and look at an original draft or an old script. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, horrible. <laughs> Girl, I do that now. I'm on, I'm, we're doing episode three. I'm already looking at my episode one or of my podcast. And even when I first started doing radio, a year, is it, has it been two years? Mm-hmm. I think it's been two years. Girl, it took me four hours to record, pre-record one hour of show. And it's like, girl, why are you tripping? Just say the weather and the date and gone somewhere. <laughs> But yeah. Right. All right. So I was on Instagram and I was looking at Entertainment for Breakfast page. Do you look at no. Entertainment for Breakfast? You should follow them. It's pretty cool. It's another like on shade. Instagram? Yeah, it's another shade roomish like page. Okay. But they have something really funny on there. Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up. What was it? Entertainment. Let me pull it up because I don't have it ready. I. I remember you put me on all the new Instagram stuff. You put me on the Tony. You're welcome. Is it Tony? Tony. Tony, Tony Baker. Tony Baker. He is so funny. He does the animal voice replays. That is so funny. <laughs> he is funny. You put me on some new podcasts. You're welcome. You. I give my life to Molly Teal. Whenever I need to be motivated professionally, mm-hmm. that's where I go. Okay, so it says on Entertainment for Breakfast. I can't even really find it, but it was. Oh, here it goes. They basically retweeted or took a screenshot of somebody else's tweet. And it says, let's have a civilized open discussion. Nuck if you buck. 
or wipe me down. Mm. I mm. sat there for a little while and I, I did have to just really and truly Nothing think about it, but I just really weighed my options. Nuck if you buck, cry my po, you know. Hey, I got crunk. Stilettos, punk, in the club. That's but is it the same group? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know if it is. We rocking stilettos, ho. That sound like some maybe. That sound like some diamond stuff. But it's not stuff. the same song. But it's the same group. That's the same thing. They still rocking stilettos and Whatever. shit like that. Nuck if you buck up in that club, shaking my dress, throwing these bows and busting them heads. You should be into that because you got the dreads now. I do now. At the time, I had a perm bob, and I was still shaking my head <laughs> like I had dreads. I had a perm bob, so I was like, okay, nuck if you buck, cry mob ho, and then it's wipe me down, webby boo. Who's the other guy? Fox. Fox a million. So, but I have to go with wipe me down. It's gotta be wipe me down. Cause you know what? Even though Nuck If You Buck went hard Hard in the club, club, I'm not a Nucker. (laughs) Or a Bucker. Or a Bucker. (laughs) I look like I got them hands, but not not really. really. (laughs) I've definitely gotten crunk in the club, in the group with the dudes <laughs> just <laughs> jumping up and down you know nuck if you bug i was like what and it's not even because because boosie webby and fox them is from louisiana and it's not and them other ones are from georgia mm-hmm. it's just i can really relate to i pull up at the club vip gas tank on e but oh, i'll drink, drink some meat. that's me right now no. that's not just me in college no that's Everyday What I remember the most, okay, so in college, yes, snuck if you buck, crack at the club, but wipe me down. They, you got your little dance moves with it. You wiping mm, your mm, shoulders, head, sexy shoulders, knees, toes, like the whole thing. And then what I remember the most it's is shoulders, like being, chest, pants, shoes. <laughs> you went to, to I was so head and shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes. That's what I did. Damn. So <laughs> you were, but no, it's shoulders, chest, chest, pants, knees. and shoes. It's like I'm about to say shoulders, chest, knees, toes. Damn, I'm not okay. head and shoulders, knees okay, and toes. Okay, never oh my mind. God. I haven't heard the song in forever. It ain't no damn head and shoulders, knees and toes. Okay, okay, let me finish my point. My point was just happy I corrected you. I'm your friend. Thank you very much. The point was, I remember, like, being in the mini-dome at Southern, like, for one of the many, like, club or concert performances we would have in there. And, like, the song would come on, and I just, you know, you just like to see dudes dancing. Yeah. And they just be jigging. Oh, you remember the jig, girl? The jigalator. The jigalators, and they just be dancing, and they be wiping down. And I just right. remember that, and everybody be so hype. Like, that's what I like. And, yes, it's Louisiana artist. You know, Boosie Webby was the shit back in the day. I mean, was Boosie still kind of doing a little bit? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. But Boosie didn't move to Atlanta, apparently, because folks, you know... Girl, I saw him in and the mall in Shreveport. Um, My friend Adriana is ghetto, and she likes, she <laughs> loves her some Lil Boosie. She loves him so much that her husband, mm. she married a guy that looked like Lil Damn. Boosie. Short, dark skin, everything, girl. And he we saw him in, 
We saw him and uh, she worked at one of at Fashion Fair in Dillard's. And so I was just up there talking to her and she and Boosie walked by. I didn't know it was him. It was like him and like a, a group of people. And like he looked in my direction, bitch. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I got psyched about that. But I was like, oh, my God, he totally looked at me. But um, he walked by and I said, oh, girl, that looked like little Boosie. She was like, she had a tray handfuls full of makeup and stuff just tray. she was like bitch that is boosie oh <laughs> <laughs> oh boosie oh i wish i didn't have to work <laughs> oh oh i love him i give you your insulin shot boosie i love oh, you <laughs> your insulin shot do he take insulin you know shot? he got diabetes girl i don't know his life like that well i did for a little while because my friend slash because co-worker she was, was, all in she his was all like oh my god okay. girl her husband looked like boosie mm, that's real she was so ferocious oh she started doing that <laughs> shaking like that girl on uh five heartbeats in the front row <laughs> yes. singing, she was like oh and then like <laughs> now learn is that the song they were singing and she was all like oh, oh yes my she was yes girl. coming out yes but like and then after the fact, her boss came up and she was like, we were just saying like, oh, Boosie, you know, Boosie came through here. He was walking through here and stuff. And I was like, oh, Adriana just loves him. And she was like, oh, you didn't go say hey to him? Or you, and she was like, what? I could have went over there. I could have just left my counter wide open. But girl, yeah. Boosie badass. <laughs> okay. So yeah, my vote's Boosie badass over Nuck If You Buck and Money for was yours. Oh, no, it's wiping me down. Wipe me down. Mine's just wiping me down, too. But Nuck If You Buck got a special place in my heart. I tell you what, though. What's got it? What? I wish that little remix of the Nuck If You Buck song was not a thing. Where them kids do them little dances. Oh, Juju like, on that your, beat? You your dad ass son. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Juju on I that beat? I wish that shit was never made. It, I like, mean, messes up a good beat. Girl, let me tell it you. So, I have a random part-time at, at Express in the mall. Just random. I only work there, like, once every couple of weeks. But I hear all these pop renditions. Girl, okay, so... I was in there. It's this young girl, and I forgot. It's a random ass part time in the mall, so you know it's kids that work there. I'm mm-hmm. there. For, I'm there for the discount, mm-hmm, of course. But because it's forty percent off, right? So it's there from uh, before Thanksgiving to Christmas and dip out. <laughs> right. I'm just. I'm really just over it. Right. But um, so um, what's what is this song? Girl, I just lost it. It's a pop song? It's a pop. They have a pop rendition of it. And I... Oh, fuck. They used to do that all the time in no, the no, 90s. No, it's no, no, recent? no. It's just like some white people singing it. I, I gotta think about this song it's because I was like, and I, I think... No, it's oh, not a pop rendition. She just didn't know what it was. Oh, yeah, you... No, no, no. no this is what it was. It is a pop rendition of that song. But she didn't know the original. Okay. And so it, it it they took a part of that song mm-hmm. and put it in like a, a pop. It's a pop song or whatever. They put a part of what song is that? And I I think of you, my boo. I want to be a lady, baby. Yeah, it's what song? My boo. It's okay. Yeah, I think. so they took a part <laughs> of that song 
and put it in this other song. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the pop song is going on at Express. And oh, so it wasn't like a tech, you know, how they used with techno beats behind Yeah, it's not a techno beat. It was like a a chorus, it was a part of that song. Because I, even Who Do You Love by L. Cool J in total. Mm -hmm. That chorus is in like this other pop song, and I'm just I'll be in there like, what the fuck is this? I see. But anyway, so that song <laughs> they took a part of it and put it in this pop song or whatever. And so I was talking to this girl that works there, and she's young. I forgot mm-hmm. she wore a lot of makeup, so I forget how old she is, but she's young. She's like 19, mm-hmm. 20. And so I was like, oh, I like this song, but I was like, but I like the original. And she was like, oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, girl, I just, I like it. But, you know, I just really love it. I think I only like it because I know the original, I know where right. it comes from or whatever. And she was like, yeah, like she knew what I was talking about. And then she was like, wait, what's the original? And I was like, <laughs> 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 and she was like, yeah. And I was like, you for real? And she was like, yeah, I said the original. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. I said, well, you know, it's, and I, I think, you know, I, I could, mm-hmm. I never know the, I never knew the name of that song. I just knew the song. Right. So I was trying to sing it to her or whatever. And she was like, Mm-mm. and I said, you don't know that song. Girl, y'all people be Let tripping. me tell you, they get on my damn nerve. They ain't never even heard of Rain and Rainbow. <laughs> how, how you don't, anyway, that's another podcast. So i tell you what though. But let, oh, let me finish oh, okay. this. Let me finish Go this. Ahead. I'm going to tell you how she recognized this bullshit. Mm. So, I was like, you don't know that song? And she was like, no, no, no. I was like, and I'm trying to think. I was like, I went to, I said, how old are you? And she told me how old she was. And I was like, oh my God, you weren't even born when the song came out. So, I was like, okay. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how can I get this child of God <laughs> to know the what realness. The Not this pop bull the realness of that song and I said oh they do the running man the new running man too she was like oh and then she started doing a dance and I I think of you and I was just like shut up just do the throw up emoji right now or whatever shut up that get on my nerves shut up like first of all that is not the running man first of all that's a classic and you will not only recognize that song from the guy from the from the freaking New version of the Running Man, and that is not the Running Man. Call it something else. But I was like, young people be tripping, cause I was talking to these kids. Like, okay, I'm an old soul. My parents, I grew up on Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, Tim. Payton, you got old parents. Smokey Robinson, whatever. No, I'm just. I'm not. I'm saying you have older parents. Like my mom You're is ten older. Yes. Yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. That's um, why you old. You have an old soul. Anywho, um, I wasn't a dig. Okay, let me finish my damn story. Damn. Sure. Shit. Uh, fuck. Oh, so, <laughs> we listened to like all these old school music and stuff. And so I was telling this kid who's like a musician, and I was like, yeah, you know, like, um, you know, how they sample like old music and put it in new songs. And I was like, like Otis Redden. And I was like, oh man, he's my favorite. And the kid was like, what? What's Otis Redden? I'm like, you don't know what Otis Redden is? And he's like, nah. And I was like, okay, uh, the song with Jay-Z and Kanye West. And they're like, ooh, nah, nah, uh, uh, ooh, yeah. nah, nah. I'm like, that's Otis Redden. And they're like, oh, that's a sample of an old song? Girl, I damn near dropped my... Well, that's how my mama used to feel. a little tenderness. My mama used to feel when um, Mace, it's they... They bit off of Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah and so my uh mom was like oh no that she's just be like oh no that's Wait, a, it wasn't that song it's you know what i'm talking about though I just went along with it. <laughs> Correct me, bitch. You're supposed to be my friend. I, I don't remember what it is right now. I can't get off the top of my head. I know, I know. Ah, uh, more money, more problems. It's like the more money we come across. Is that it? That's it. It's finna be it. <laughs> it's finna be it. So, but she used to be like, no, that's a remake. Or no, they, they took that from somewhere else or whatever, you know. But yeah, I was just disgusted when she was like, what is that? Girl, you don't know. And then like when I hear, like I said, some pop song took uh, L. Cool J in total. Who do you love? And so I'm singing that song and I'm like, this is L. Cool J and you kids have no idea where this, where this came from. This, this song is great because it was already great. Right. This is total. Right. Total. Come over here talking to me about this song. This is total. I knew about this song. Can we just agree that the 90s had the best R&B? Well, you know, I feel like I'm a 70s chick. I am a 70s chick. If I ever had to live, like, be my age now or, like, my young, like, mid-20s Oh, I would totally be 70s or 80s. I would be in the 70s. But you know know what? I would be in the 70s with a disco dress on, the long hair, and like um, Diana Ross or whatever, just twirling in the middle of the club. I would not Diana Ross. What's the other one? Donna Summers? That's what I was thinking of too. But you know, I take that back. I love my seventies because you know, I, I mean, I'll, my my first dance was to Forever Mine with the OJ's and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, but I feel like I'm my eighties, nineties. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Belle Biv DeVoe. Yeah, that's just funny. Poison is my shit. Yeah. Candy is my shit. I wanted to be a fly girl. Yeah. I always wanted to be the chick. There's a chick in house party movies. She's light skinned. She got like some blonde tips or something. She has on a red button down <laughs> shirt and some jeans. And she's always in the background just pumping. Just pumping. You would just boom, be Rosie boom, Perez boom, at boom, the beginning boom. of Do the Right Thing. Pop, 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 pop it. Pop, pop it. Pop it. Pop it. Right. I feel like that's me. I Bamboo earrings. I'm definitely, LL Cool J is definitely talking about me around the white girl. <laughs> okay. That would totally be me. Yeah. I was watching, like, did you watch The Get Down on Netflix? No, I wanted to. We it's don't have good. Netflix. Girl, you better find somebody password. Larry got one of, his, one of his accounts. <laughs> somebody he knows. You better find somebody <laughs> and watch it. I mean, the second season wasn't as good as the first season. I think they actually canceled it. But that show, like, gave me my life. And I was just like, yes. Like, when they were in the disco clubs yeah. for the scenes and the disco dance, I was like, that would totally be me. I just really want to be that girl. Minus the cocaine. Okay. <laughs> and the heroin or whatever the shit hell they were doing okay. in the clubs. But I would totally be in Studio 54 doing it up. Okay. So... So this is your first, is this your first podcast? I mean, it's your first with me, but it's your very first podcast recording. And it's not, actually. What? I did who it the, Brittany, remember? That wasn't no podcast. I mean, kind of. No, it wasn't. It was a radio show, but whatever, bitch. You ain't special. Well. Give your last remarks and get off my damn show. <laughs> Don't be mad. Okay, it is my first podcast. Because, like, you cleared it up. That was a radio show. Sorry. I was mistaken. 
This is my first podcast, a Daydreamers podcast with Aaron, Ashley, Davenport. They know what show they're listening to. Can I not just, you know, <laughs> plug the show Thank you. in the show? You can plug it, it in, share it. Thank you. Damn. Bitches. Ripping. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love the idea and the concept of your show. I'm so happy that you finally did this. I know. It's been in the... it took mm, forever. I know. Like, it's been at least a year or two that I've been yeah. sitting on this. Yeah. But, you know, I just feel like... And that's with everything. This is my last note for, like, choose your own happy... But you just gotta get up and do the shit. Right. You just gotta do it. Thinking, like that song goes, hoping and wishing and thinking and praying, planning <laughs> and dreaming. No, no, no. Stop all this shit and do it. Right. <laughs> you just gotta do it, man. And and it will all come together. But if you just hoping and sitting around and thinking and dreaming, you know, one day you just gotta do it. Right. So, I mean, it, I think it's a perfect name, a Daydreamers podcast. Because it's totally me. It's totally you, but, you know, it's, you just got to, you know, dream it and then put it into fruition. <laughs> and that was Monique morton Darasel. I call her Madam Darasel. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank Yay. you for having me. But, yeah, people, so... Make sure you keep in contact with us. Do you have, um, what's your Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter handles? It is all naturally Momo. And on Instagram and Twitter, at least. And my name on Facebook is just Monique Morton, because I have yet to change it to my married name. Okay. Any websites or anything like that? Not at the moment. Any YouTube links with your videos and projects and stuff? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. (laughs) And, I mean, are you open for any improvers or actors or anybody interested to hit you up? Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking to connect to different people. I mean, it's hard to network these days because people are so spread out but I'm always looking to connect send me a message on uh, Instagram Twitter I guess you only can direct message if you're following each other but on Facebook you know that's what's up I'm also a member of Silverbacks Improv Theater in Lafayette Louisiana we have a show coming up with uh, Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall if you remember that that sketch show that came on back in the 90s It'll be at the ACA, also known as Acadiana Center for the Arts in Lafayette on September 16th. It is a sketch and improv workshop that is um, happening. And then later that evening, it will be a show. So all the people that took the sketch workshop will be able to present their sketches. And then uh, Kevin McDonald will do 20 minutes of stand-up. And then he will perform improv with Silverbacks Improv Theater. It's going to be a great night. Tickets are $20. It's not a <laughs> fortune. But um, <clears throat> it should be a fun night. When is that going to happen? September 16th, next Saturday. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. So um, that should be really, really fun. We're super excited about it. We are always doing improv classes for people who want to get more acting experience or just want to feel more comfortable in their own skin and just get more comfortable with public speaking or whatever improv helps helps with everyday life skills so we like to stress that a lot 
All right. So if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns about acting, improv, how to get your foot in the game, or just overall, just girl, help me to find my happy. Hit up my best friend on Facebook at Monique Morton. Hit her up on Instagram and Twitter at Naturally Momo. You can keep in contact with me on Facebook at Erin Ashley Davenport. My Instagram and Twitter is Love Erin AD. Also, I started a Facebook and Instagram page for the podcast, and that is um, A Daydreamers Podcast. No apostrophe on the Daydreamers. Anyway, you guys, thanks for tuning in, and I will see y'all later.